We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Faye. With me, regular guest on the show, Joe Maycar. Joe, we saw the Nets pull off a statement win against the Suns today, 128-119. KD made his return. Kyrie made some splashes. How are we doing, Joe? We're doing well. The Nets just got a big win over a big-time Western Conference foe, and we're feeling good. Kevin Durant came back, played amazing as usual. Uh, never seems to have a sign of rust, and we're liking what we're seeing, Nick. Yeah, plug-and-play KD. Um, obviously, I'm happy to be back. Missed a couple episodes of The Buzz. Feeling a little bit better. Obviously, seeing a Nets win gives me some extra juice. But before we jump into it, as always, you can find the, the Brooklyn Buzz on all streaming platforms. But, Joe, where do you want to start with this one? Yeah, definitely. Um, I got to ask you first, Kevin Durant, the man of the night. The best 10th man in the entire <laughs> NBA, Kevin Durant, that is, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I just want to ask you, what were your thoughts on Kevin Durant today? I mean, Kevin Durant was awesome. It's it's incredible how he just kind of comes back from an injury an extended period of time, whatever it is, and he just looks like an all-NBA player, an MVP-type player. We saw him score 33 points in 28 minutes on 12-21 from the field, 2-3 from deep, 7-8 of eight from the free-throw line, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, a block. It's just, I mean, this guy is just really amazing at basketball. It's just like... Even everybody they threw at him on the Suns, it didn't necessarily matter. And obviously, I'm not sure why the Suns stopped throwing CP3 on <laughs> Kevin Durant was a great idea. I mean, there's almost literally a foot difference in terms of height right there. Kevin Durant just did what he wanted, and it just made everything so much easier for the rest of the Nets. It's just a different team when Kevin Durant is on the floor. And then you even saw him kind of make some of those defensive plays and even just having another switchable body out there. You know, DeAndre Ayton caught him a couple times, but having another seven-footer that can shot block really makes the switching scheme for the Nets that much better. Definitely. And just to jump on to what you said, his impact is really, obviously, we know the Hall of Fame talent he is offensively. But his defense definitely falls under the radar. You got to admit, this is a guy who 
Never seems to lose track of his man. Always there for the weak side block recovery. Uh, just knows where to be at the right time. Great two-way player. Um, passing is very underrated, let's be yeah. honest. Durant probably averages four to five assists per game. But just the opportunities he creates on offense where, okay, we have to double Durant. Guess who's open? Joe Harris, Tyler Johnson, Jeff Green, you name it. Um, I loved what I saw from Durant today. And like I said, the fires of hell can't stop this man. <laughs> just the hamstring guts. And you know what I mean? Also, like, the on-court impact is definitely there. But I also think, like, the morale of the team, everyone just seems happier, especially Kyrie Irving, just, like, knowing his friend sure. is out there. Just, like, another guy. Even Blake Griffin, I think, just enjoys playing with Kevin Durant. He just provides so much. And he was able to get Joe Harris a couple open looks. And before Kevin Durant entered the game, you know, Joe Harris was kind of non-existent in this one. So KD's just a major plus, And obviously, James Harden didn't even play. But... Honestly, I say this every time I watch Kevin Durant. It's just a blessing to watch him play in a Nets uniform. It's just pure joy every time because you were given like five or seven plays in each game where you're just like, how? How, how many other players can do this? And Jack and I talk about this a lot, but by far probably my favorite KD play is to pull up three in transition. Like there is really nothing you can you, do to yeah. stop it. Yeah, it's just without fouling him, I don't know what you do. You say a prayer to the heavens and pray that he misses. Otherwise, you're in trouble. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's kind of the case with Kevin Durant. And that was also kind of the case with Kyrie Irving early in this one, too. Yeah, definitely. And that's actually who I want to ask you about next. We got the 7-11 tandem. What did you think from Kyrie today? Ramadan re made himself known. Um, definitely a bounce back game. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, he started this one hot. I think he had 16 in the first quarter, 24 yes. in the first half, 34 points for the game, 10 of 19 from the field, 5 of 7 from deep, 9 of 9 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, 12 assists, filling up the stat sheet. I thought this was a really, really good game from uh, Kyrie Irving against all defenders, too. Mikel Bridges, who's been one of the best defenders probably in the NBA this season, Kyrie really had no issue with him. He put DeAndre Ayton on skates multiple times. Chris Paul looked a little bit washed <laughs> trying to defend Kyrie in a couple instances in this game, too. So this is a great game from Kyrie Irving. And one thing that I always kind of watch is Kyrie's body language. And he just looked very, very happy in this one from the start. There was a couple, every Jeff Green dunk, you see Kyrie either on the floor jumping up and down or on the sideline. So just that extra energy boost from him, I just feel like it has such a big impact on the team. And then when he comes out being aggressive and hitting his shots like this, the Nets are just that, the toughest offense in the league to stop. Yeah, definitely. And we know what the Nets offense could do. But what really surprised me and probably surprised a lot of people who watched this on ESPN, the Nets defense. This is a great Phoenix Suns offense. Uh, credit where credit is due. DeAndre Ayton was feasting on the inside. Chris Paul, a little bit of an off night. But we've seen in the past what he can do. Come five minutes left in the fourth quarter, this man is still one of the most clutch players in the NBA. Then they got great role players. Mikhail Bridges, definitely one of them that you mentioned. Devin Booker, young star. You don't really have to say more about the Suns team. They sit second in the West, and really, this just, uh, come second half, just seems like a game that Brooklyn was able to pull away. And credit to Kyrie Irving, credit to Kevin Durant, credit even the coaching adjustments tonight. Yep. I thought they brought Durant in a little late, but they kind of had an idea like, okay, if the game's a little closer come fourth quarter, we're going to need Durant. So it makes sense that we're not going to play him in the first quarter. Every quarter in which Kevin Durant played, the Nets outscored the Suns. So the only su quarter the Suns won was the first quarter. In the second quarter, the Nets won 32-29. Third quarter, they won 38-31. And fourth quarter, they won 31-27. And like you said, I think the defense really picked up in the second half. You know, obviously the offense is super efficient too with Kevin Durant out there. But they just got those stops and forced those turnovers and got some of those extra plays. And they also did a really good job frustrating the Suns. And a lot of credit to Blake Griffin for doing that. You know, he got under the skin of DeAndre. And obviously it's not too hard to get under Chris Paul's skin either. And even Devin Booker, they all were 
were just kind of upset and kind of got him out of their game a little bit. And the switching scheme, I think, had an impact on Chris Paul at different times. You saw DeAndre and feast on it. But in the second half, I thought the Nets did a better job rotating, sending some double teams, and just making everything a little bit more uncomfortable, where it felt like in that first quarter and part of that second quarter, the Suns were almost getting everything with ease. Where in the second half, it was like, hey, you're going to earn this, or the Nets just easily just made a mistake or it was some type of transition bucket. But credit to the Nets for just stacking up, stepping up in the second half. Yeah, definitely. And like you mentioned earlier, I think there's a definitely a difference in morale with this team today. You notice yeah. Kyrie seemed a little more energetic. Um, having his best friend Kevin Durant back, essentially, seems playing well as a whole. And that positive energy just seems to radiate around the whole team. You see guys feel comfortable. You see Jeff Green smiling a couple times after they cut away after the free throw. And it's just it's something you love to see from any team, really. You want to see your guys happy. You want to see them clicking on the court clicking off the court and just developing a sense of morale that this Nets team, because they've been so shorthanded because they're playing this game of, as I say, this game of musical chairs where yeah. which guys are going to play today, which starting lineup are we running out? Which guy did we just sign off a 10 day contract? They really haven't had that sense of camaraderie on you just, I don't know. You love to see it to be honest. And I think it's an underrated aspect. You know, a lot of people will be like, oh, it doesn't really matter. Talent matters. Obviously, talent is the most important thing. But team chemistry is definitely something to consider when you're having a championship team and guys willing to make sacrifices and not playing. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, you saw guys who typically are logging minutes, you know, a guy like TLC did hardly play, didn't play at all today. You know, Bruce Brown only played 10 minutes, only played in the first half. No complaints from him. You know, Blake Griffin had to step up a little bit in this one play, you know, up to 26 minutes in this one. And then you saw Tyler Johnson come back. So the rotation definitely all over the place. But a lot of these guys, Steve Nash can count on because like you mentioned, there's been musical chairs across the board from one through 10, whatever it is in the rotation. Guys have been asked to put in different roles. And I think that allows Steve Nash to have probably more versatility moving into the rest of the regular season and the postseason. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G, because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. 
Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Definitely. And Nash, as a first-year head coach, I don't think I've ever seen a head coach with this many weapons in the arsenal. Like, think yeah. about it. Most, most first-year head coaches are inserted. Now, of course, you're going to have the outliers. You're going to have Steve Kerr with the Warriors. You're going to have Tyron Lue with the Cavs at the time, et cetera. But and I'd say Nick most, Nurse, too, had a, a good roster as well. But go ahead, I forgot. Yep, Nick Nurse. But for the most part, these coaches who are brand new are essentially thrown into, for the most part, losing situations where they then have to, okay, we could learn through the mistakes. This Nets team isn't in that situation. Everything Nash does is going to be kind of elevated to a higher degree. It's going to be analyzed. He's going to get blamed when things aren't going right. And I thought for the most part, especially tonight, he's doing a pretty good job. It's just little things here and there, knowing when to call a timeout, knowing when the momentum is shifting, and kind of understanding, hey, we have so much talent on this roster. Whose minutes are going to get cut? Which matchup is going to be best? Um, We know DeAndre Jordan plays more minutes or less depending on the matchup, the center matchup. And I feel like Nash is doing a good job of handling all of that. Yeah, I thought this was honestly one of his best coaching games probably of the season. You know, you saw him stagger Kyrie and Kevin Durant in the second half, not something he's typically done a ton, you know, in his Nets tenure. Obviously, they've only played a couple games, and like you mentioned, only coached one year. But you mentioned the timeout thing and stopping momentum. The Nets had a 16-point lead in that fourth quarter. The Suns get it down to, I believe, 11. He calls that timeout. In the past, he might have waited to 7 or 6 or 8 or something like that. He nipped it right in the butt and took care of that, and I thought that was big. And then also the rotation and adjustments. You know what I mean? Like, Bruce Brown's a guy that's played a lot. He was having a bad game today. The Suns were kind of exploiting him. He didn't necessarily fit here hey, we're going to play other guys a little bit more. Maybe that's more Landry Shamit. Maybe that's more Tyler Johnson, whatever it might be against this specific team. We're going to take advantage of all those tools like you mentioned because it, it definitely is tough being a first-time head coach, but I will say he definitely has you know the best assistant coaches in the league. Yeah, definitely. This Nets coaching staff, I've said it before, that is a super team in itself. When you really break down who's on that roster, just to give you guys a brief rundown because I know a lot of these guys aren't really getting much love. We know Steve Nash is the head coach. We know Mike D'Antoni is essentially the primary assistant coach who basically aids Nash with the offense. That's his primary role. They essentially run a quick offense. I wouldn't call it seven seconds or less, but it's very similar to the offense that D'Antoni loved to run in Phoenix in the early 2000s. And I will say the offense also adapts as well. You know what I mean? Exactly. They they run different when they have Kyrie and KD, when it's just James Harden, whoever it is. And I think having you know an elite offensive mind like Mike D'Antoni just gives – you know, Steve Nash, more flexibility in what he can do. And then, obviously, I know you're going to mention some of the other names as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, we got Ime Udoka on the defense. Definitely an underrated pickup from the Sixers. They always interview him at halftime. Seems very intelligent. Uh, knows about making rotations, stuff like that. Spurs they have Amari background. Stoudem- exactly. Uh, Spurs background, another Mark's tie. They have Amari Stoudemire. He doesn't like getting called assistant coach, quote, <laughs> but he's essentially player development. He's working yep. with these young guys. Um, he's working with Nick Claxton. He's working with Reggie Perry. I remember when Jared Allen was still a net, he kept raving left and right about how great Amari had been for his development. And you even see some of that on the court. If you remember, yep. Jared Allen's toughness just seemed to really increase this year. Like he just grew up into a man. And part of it yep. is behind the scenes work you see with Amari Stoudemire. Um, besides that, we know Adam Harrington, sense of continuity, he's been there for a couple of years. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting. Jock oh, Vaughn. Jock Vaughn, yeah. <laughs> Barely see him anymore, but this is the man who you could potentially credit the Nets' bubble success to. This yeah. man was believed to be the front runner for the head coach position at one point. 
And just the fact that he's not a head coach elsewhere and he's still on our assistant coaching staff, you know, this assistant coaching staff is a super team in itself. I told you. <laughs> I mean, they they have at least two names that could end up being head coaches next year, maybe three. You know, Mike D'Antoni, May Udoka, and Jacques Bowen, and then they have Jordan uh, Royal Ivy. There's a, there's a uh, Diago Splitter. There's just Diago, a lot a Diago lot of Splitter. talent on that bench, and a lot of guys that have experience in this league. And some of those guys have recent experience, and also a lot of the guys have great relationships with the players. And I think. We talked about the chemistry, and we've talked about this a lot in the offseason, but I think it's important to kind of mention this now is there's just a ton of connections on the roster from person to player, whatever it is. You know what I mean? you got James Hart and Mike D'Antoni, Mike D'Antoni and Steve Nash, Steve Nash and Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving and, and uh, Kevin Durant. So it just goes on and on. There's just all these different connections, even Blake uh, Blake Griffin, Bruce Brown. You know what I mean? There's just all these different connections, and I think allows guys to feel more comfortable in this situation. Yeah, definitely. And to continue the point about coaching real quick, this is what you love to see. If you're bringing in a rookie head coach, you need to surround them with an assistant coaching staff who knows what they're doing. Nash, let's get this clear. Nash might be the poster guy who's answering the press conferences and everything, but this is not all his work. He needs yeah. to be, you need to Team give effort. credit to the assistant coaching staff. These are the guys, especially, I don't know how many times you watch Nets broadcasts, and you see Mike D'Antoni essentially teaching Nash and Nash looking on, like taking in as if he's still a student. Like that's your head coach. Credit to the Nets for understanding, hey, we're going to hire Nash as the head coach. And that's another thing that has to be said. I know sometimes people are a little tough on Nash. Yes, he's making these rookie mistakes. That's expected. Like, he's going to work through these. He's going to slowly get better. And what better than the guy who essentially gave him the best years of his career, Mike D'Antoni? Um, hey, the reason Nash is head coach, let's be honest, it isn't for his X's and O's on the clipboard. It's the connection he has with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant when he was hired. His Especially emotional Kevin intelligence. Durant. Yeah, exactly. He's a very emotionally intelligent. He's a very basketball, high basketball IQ player, as we know. He's third all-time in career assists. That says it all. Um, this is just a guy that players respect, players understand, and players say, you know, I'm going to take his advice because this is a legend I'm working with, even if he doesn't have a lot of coaching experience. This is a guy who is one of the best point guards of all time, one of the best floor generals of all time, one of the best basketball minds of all time. So... I just got to give props to Steve Nash. He's really doing a better job lately. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think obviously the experience and then getting a healthier team. And then also I'm sure he had a little extra juice in the tank going against his, you know, former team, the Phoenix Suns. So, you know, a, a great win. I think also give some credit to Blake Griffin today. He really played well, 16 points, six and nine from the field, two or three from deep, two or three from the free throw line, five rebounds, four assists, one block, one steal. Like I mentioned, Blake plays that role of like making the hustle plays, but also kind of being that annoying player in the Nets, kind of like the Nets version of Chris Paul, obviously not in terms of skills, but in terms of, hey, I'm going to annoy the other team, just do these things to get these extra foul calls. And we saw Blake do that, and we've seen him do it since he's joined the Nets. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like every title contending team needs someone like that. We know with Golden State, it was no secret who that was. It was Draymond Green for years. Yeah. With the Raptors, um, I guess you could say it's a little bit in a lighter role, OG Ananobi maybe Pascal Siakam when they won their title. With the Lakers, um, this year is going to be Montrezl Harrell, but last year it was more like Dwight. The guys who aren't afraid to be a little physical and, yep. you know, even you don't want to see fights break out, but not afraid to really throw an elbow or something or really yep. get on people's skin, as you mentioned. I feel like that guy is going to be Blake Griffin for the Nets. He's been amazing. His on-court presence is amazing. He's happy for his teammates. Just a great locker room presence, a great player on the court a comedian in that sense. Like, we know what this guy is bringing to the locker room. And I just got to give him credit. He's a guy who comes in, 
former star and you know a lot of former stars kind of come in with oh I was this player x years ago he just comes in and he doesn't care if he scores four points or 40 points like yeah he's just gonna do his role he's gonna perform his role to the best and be happy for his teammates who are excelling yeah, and I think he's really killed expectations, especially offensively and what he provided. And even defensively, he had a couple good switches on Devin Booker. There were a couple plays where he kind of got beat. But overall, I thought, you know, he was good in this game. DeAndre Jordan, on the other hand, not necessarily a great first half for him. But in the second half, he had some moments. I just feel like DeAndre plays substantially better when Kevin Durant is on the floor. Not to say that he's great. He's probably average when KD's there. When he's not there, he's a little bit below average. Some of the miscommunications in this game hurt a little bit in terms of that. But... Overall, the combination of the two bigs were enough to get it done. And then we saw Jeff Green throw down a couple poster dunks just looking for souls every single night, especially early on a Sunday. I don't know if this guy went to church or what. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Let me say this, and I'm not saying anything new to any Nets fans that might be listening. Jeff Green does not care that these players have families. (laughs) This man is going for the baptism every single night. It's, It's amazing. Like I feel like in a way... When Nets fans start tweeting like all this, oh my gosh, he's 34. That's like the Celtics version of Jason Tatum. Like, oh, he's only 19. Like, it's just incredible what Jeff Green is able to do at this age. 34 years old. There was a point a couple years ago when, let's be honest, everyone thought he was pretty washed and done. And in a GQ interview, I remember reading this about Jeff Green. He said, hey, look, I wanted to prove I still have my best years ahead of me. And he even said, I want to play as long as like Vince Carter did. Now, I don't know if he ends up doing it, because obviously... Well, whatever he's eating on his diet is definitely helping. (laughs) It's got to be beyond meat, right? (laughs) I guess so. That's the difference. I mean, he's definitely been throwing down posters for a while, but it just feels like he's been throwing down a lot. Maybe some of that's also the offensive players he's playing with. And also, I think, like, he's a good friend of Kevin Durant and James Harden. So that always is kind of a plus. Um, Definitely. He seems... I don't know what he's eating or drinking. He's found the (laughs) fountain of youth. I need to know. (laughs) He's going to be happy for him. Explosive first step, even at 34 years old. Just a very great, great, probably arguably the best value signing in the league. This is a guy who's only getting paid like a little over $2 million, maybe $2.5 million. Yeah, definitely. Best probably veteran minimum signing in the league. The only other contracts that would be better would be like a rookie deal for guys like Luca and stuff like that. But uh, And just talking about the rest of the team, Joe Harris, quiet first half, started to pick it up in the second half, thanks to some of that being Kevin Durant and Joe just making some plays. He did have a really, really good steal in this game that they called a foul, but that, that was just one of the, probably one of Joe's best defensive plays I've seen in a while. Landry Shamit, not a huge game for him, but he, he carried the load while everyone was out. And overall, I think everyone else, you know, Bruce Brown, like I mentioned, not necessarily his best game. Mike James played about seven minutes. He didn't really do much out there. And oh, talk about a little bit about Tyler Johnson, who made his return tonight. And it was kind of great to see him back out there and make some of those hustle plays. And he also was three of five from the field, two of four from three, eight points and missing, what was it, like two or three weeks of play and just coming back in and being himself. Yeah, definitely. We're very happy to see Tyler Johnson back. He came in and did his best Kevin Durant impression, not in the sense of (laughs) offense, but in the sense of, hey, I'm going to pick up right where I left off after the injury. He came in, never tries to do too much. That's what we like about Tyler Johnson. Knows his role within the offense, um, just knocks down open shots. And like I said, as you mentioned earlier too, when Kyrie and Kevin Durant are staggered, it makes things a little harder on the rest of the role guys. Once they're playing together, once you see Kyrie Durant and eventually, knock on wood, Kyrie Harden Durant in the same lineup, Um, you're just going to see all these open looks and I feel like a broken record, but it's true because essentially if you're staggering Kyrie and Durant and Joe Harris is now the second best player, um, 
the opposing team is putting their second best defender on Joe Harris. Or if they're playing alongside the big three, you're putting your fourth best defender. That's a major difference if you're talking about it. You're putting your fourth best defender on Joe Harris, who, as we know, his off-ball movement is tremendous, his ability to get to the rack, and of course, no secret, his three-point shooting. Yeah, and also just the fact of, hey, Kevin Durant's getting a double team. I'm not going to pull off Kyrie Irving. I might have to pull off Joe Harris, depending on which set we do, you know, what the leverage like is on the floor. So there's a whole bunch of different angles to making life easier for Joe, Shamit, all the other role players in the team. But, Joe, anything else you want to touch on in this game? Um, trying to think real quick, but besides the coaching staff, we need a credit. Besides, honestly, credit the Phoenix Suns. This wasn't a, it wasn't it was a super close game. at the end, but it was a very exciting game. They got a very bright future, and I'm excited to watch that team in the playoffs along with our Nets. Yeah, I mean, there's a potential finals matchup. I don't think it's the most likely one, but I wouldn't rule it out as a possibility. Definitely just a lot of talent in that team, and obviously they were missing a couple guys, and that's were missing James Harden, who's no disrespect bigger than any player they were missing. But still, it was a fun matchup. They have some good players, and I think it was a good test for the Nets too because – they're a little bit different than some of the other star teams you're going to face just because they're a little bit more balanced and they have that dynamic backcourt, just like an actual backcourt that maybe could match the production of what you know, the Nets backcourt could put up on you know any single night. Exactly. And if they're, if you guys are a Suns fan and you're listening to this now, let's just say there's absolutely no shame in losing to Brooklyn. Obviously, <laughs> I know you guys are healthy, but hey, you guys got a great team, a great physical team with veteran leadership, with guys who can shoot. Um, the Suns, I'm not sure how far they go, but let's, we're all certain that's going to be a very tough out in the playoffs. That's not a team you want to see. Yeah, 100%. And hopefully the Nets can kind of continue to build on their uh, one seed lead right now. This was a big step, and they got a couple, obviously, games left of the season. Continue racking up those wins. And I think that one seed is going to be pretty important. But, Joe, always a pleasure. Big thanks to everybody. And I'm happy to be back. And you can check out the buzz on all streaming platforms. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.